0: Welcome to episode 6 of the Eatin' and Raw podcast. It may cost you 10 bucks to park the lawn, but this podcast is 100% free. Before we get going this week, I do just want to apologize for the absence of an episode last week. I gotta say that one is on me. I had some family stuff pop up. Uh, Unfortunately, my father-in-law is not doing well. Um, And because of that, with the four littles in the house, it was really difficult just to get the episode edited in time. Um, Obviously, we all had some, some good thoughts on... The Ticats, 17-16, lost to the Argos, which we will touch on briefly today. But I just wanted to, again, apologize to our weekly listeners. Um, There was some family stuff that came up. And we will uh, try not to have the same situation arise again. Um, But having said that, it's on with the show. We do have another Ticats game to talk about. And the Ticats defeated the Calgary Stampeders 23-17 at home. Um, it was a huge bounce-back victory over uh, what has been a good team in the West, but has been struggling this year. As always, what are your thoughts on the victory, boys? Bro, we beat Bo Levi Mitchell at the Morton's Field. Let's go. I don't care. <laughs> I'll take it.
1: I'll take it. <laughs> Facts. No um, no time. Um,
2: it, it, it feels nice. I think he's, what, 12-0 against the Thai Cats since coming to the CFL. So, like, it's, like, a long overdue win. It's like, it feels good. Bo well, Levi did not look good. And I would like to mention, as I said in an earlier podcast, that he would <laughs> evidently lose his job. And the way things are going, it looks like that may be the case. So shout out to Hamilton Tiger Cats defense for helping me out with one of my hot takes.
0: Uh, yeah. The defense looked dominant again, um, holding Calgary to 17 points. Second week in a row, the defense has held the opposition to 17 points. Um, And we had a pick six from the defense as well, helping out on the offensive side of the ball. They were really the story this game. Uh, What were your thoughts, I guess, just expanding on that, on the defensive performance? Man, like,
2: wow. That was like the Hamilton Tiger Cat defense we know. Like it w- They were just firing on all cylinders. Like the secondary was locked down. Like the like the the front four, front five, whatever it was, they looked unreal. The linebackers looked unreal. Simone is the best linebacker in the CFL. I don't care. He is on a tear this year. After all the negative shit I've said about him, like that. This is like they this is it.
1: When you when you seen him, like yeah, I then. like yeah,
2: like I seen him at Tim Hortons and I was like, bro, I was like, Can you fucking- please eat
1: him. You like just,
2: I was like, Ebo Levi alive. He's like, bet. I got you. And look pick at that. Six. Look what he did. Pick six. Okay, you know, he's on pace for seven pick sixes at home this season. So like,
0: go. Which is craziness. Go talk. Is-
2: go talk. When
0: I mean, you want to talk about on pace, that's insanity. Um, but I mean, he has been unbelievable at home. And the defense was great. Um, and then we talk about David Watford, who really did his job. Uh, he wasn't amazing, he wasn't lights out but he did his oh, job he did, he did what he needed to do and ultimately he come out with a dub and that's the biggest thing we've oh. talked about all year is you got to win a ball game and Bo Levi's nothing to, to scoff at the Calgary Stampeders are nothing to scoff at despite their record and you need a win, especially after a loss against the Argos and especially in the shortened season we've talked about it all year so I think Watford absolutely just did his job um, and, and allowed the Tie Cats to To get the victory, and then you also talk about on the offensive side of the ball, um, they ran the ball more, which yeah, is what the play, we to the see. play calling was a lot more creative.
2: I wouldn't really say creative. It, like there were, I feel like there it was, was a lot
1: of different. Different looks in the backfield, though. Like we had three yeah, like, man sets. We're, yeah, you know, there was eye formation at one point. And Pappy you know, White, plays.
2: all all the screens to Pappy White to him, and like. Like just like the dump offs to him. He looked unreal. He looked yeah. really good. Like I, like I feel like I feel like Papua was a pivotal part of Dave for doing so well. Right. Malik Irons, too. Like, shout out my boy Jake, who's missing the episode tonight because he's at work. Like every time he touched the ball, there's like that. There's that little baby song. Big body bands. Remember, I used to be dusty. Every time he touched the ball, that's what we said. Cause he just he was a freight train. Like Malik Irons, I've loved that pick since we picked him up. He just looked good. It's nice to see all these depth guys who are stepping up with these key injuries. Yeah,
1: we've been seeing this. And it's one. like, it's so, it's,
2: it's like, not- like, cause like I was always, I always knew like Acklin was gonna be like, like a big thing. So like losing Addison and Posey, like with with Acklin there was never like, was like never really like a worry for me. But like ST goes down, Don Jackson, it looked that but, that good on Labor Day. Seeing like Jackson Bennett and Malik Iron step up and like help Dave Watford out when he really needed it the most, it just like showed that this team has been built for success, even though the injury bug is prison it fucking us.
0: The injury bug has got the Cats bad, but just to your point, uh, Watford 10 carries, 35 yards, an average of 3.5 yards. Yeah, was as, he was our leading rusher, no? Yeah, he was, but Poppy White just behind him, six for thir- six carries for 30 yards, five-yard average and long of eight. Malik Irons, eight carries for 26 yards. Bennett Jackson, four for 16. Tim White, two for nine. So they're getting it done by committee as a running unit, and they're running the ball more.
2: Yo, I just got to point out, it's Jackson Bennett. You always say Bennett Jackson. It's just so funny to me. Oh, <laughs>
0: God,
2: like, God. it could go both ways. Like, I get it. But, like, it's just funny. It's always Bennett Jackson, but it's James you know, right? Jackson Bennett. Jackson
0: Bennett, I am sorry. I'm staring at the box score right now. Everyone's got their last name first. You're uh, <sighs> the only person the, one the only person. <laughs> strike again. So, yeah, that's uh, – you're the only person I get wrong despite the fact that everyone else's name is is the last at first two. So, Jackson Bennett, four for 16. Tim White, two for nine. Ah <laughs> uh, Lord. It's got to be at least one a week, boys. Oh. You know – yeah, you know, yeah, They're getting it done by committee rushing the ball, which we did not see last week and was no. a big part of the victory, I felt. Oh, absolutely.
2: Nah, no, the, the run game was, like, barely utilized against Toronto. Like, like that's he, not even like
1: we- – couldn't use the run game like we were not ever down by more than two scores
2: like yeah i mean like look at it like what with ste when he got that broke off like when we started handing him the ball what did he do he he broke off what was it uh that 21 yarder for the touchdown like he broke off a nice big run like once we started giving him the ball like he He had four carries for 28 yards four carries for 28 yards i get we had dane evans who did not look (laughs) the best who evidently got hurt but like if we give the ball to Sean Thomas Wellington when Evans is having a bit of an off game, we still score, we still get those big yards cuz ST is a workhorse. Like he is like And I don't I, I don't even know. I don't know like Sorry, just, what would you, what would you what would you compare him to? Like maybe like a Derrick Henry or is that like outlandish on my end? In terms of like comparison wise, like his his work rate, like the way that he runs and he's kind of bigger yeah. and
0: yeah, yeah, no, he's like like maybe not yeah. as impactful as a Derrick Henry, but yeah, but definite, like the same yeah, the, the same style
1: style of running. Yeah, yeah. Just like
0: just
2: like thick and like they just run strong.
0: Absolutely. No, I I 100 I, percent I agree. It was a it was a point of emphasis for sure. Um and honestly, I think it, it helps the O-line more. We've talked about that too, and and that O line has been struggling as we have talked about. And uh it, it was just nice to see them get the running game going. Um, having yeah, said that, a, sorry, sorry,
1: go ahead. It just gives a little bit of confidence to the, to the O-line to be like, Hey, we can push these guys around a little, maybe we can, you know, pass protect a little bit. Exactly.
0: Uh, and, and when you, when, when you kind of take that first step away from that, the defensive lineman, because they don't know if you're coming at them. In, in a run, or or if you're stepping back in pass protection, it's huge. That extra half second of having to react to what the offensive lineman does, if you know they're dropping back in pass pro every time, then you know what I mean. For a guy like a Willie Jefferson, it's easy to dominate. Like that's just the end of at the end of the day, you are snap down you're jumping. Exactly. Now if you start right. if you start running the ball and running running the ball to certain holes where you're trying to not only anticipate where they're jumping but use where they're jumping to your advantage and they start thinking twice about jumping and jumping so yeah, soon then, then they're containing and then they're a half second behind because then they're reacting to whether they have to contain or they're rushing 100 percent. so it definitely helps the offensive line and i think that's a good breakdown of why we've kind of been talking about that and it it does it does play into it um, having said all of it, though, the offensive line still, I feel, needs to be a little better. Uh, David Watford, 10 carries for 35 yards. Yes, some of those were designed, most of them were not. And most of those were him scrambling for his life in situations where he doesn't need to be. And later in the year, you can talk injury bug all you want, but, but I mean, we've, we've said it a million times, and I don't really want to ask what we need to do to fix it because we've talked about that a million times, but it needs. To be fixed in a big way. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Mens are at a little bit of a loss to be fair. Like we like I said, I don't feel like I want to talk about trades on the on the podcast anymore. like i'm still I'm still all for
2: making a trade for alignment. I'm not gonna like put any names out. Just because, like, everybody has looked well, but, like, just, like, maybe we need to make a move for another, like, for alignment. Like, make the trade. Move, to, throw move a draft some... Out if,
0: if you don't yeah, to exactly. Throw, throw some... Throw, 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 a draft throw, take out. throw two draft picks yeah. out. I don't
2: care. Yeah, give, throw no, out some like draft we, capitals. We like, the, maybe, like,
1: ethics ethics maybe, like,
2: once Addison and Pose get ready or uh, healthy, maybe we could, like, look at trading, like, Tim White or Pappy White. Like, I wouldn't want that because they've been playing really well, but, like if the opportunity is not here for them, they can have the opportunities somewhere else to like put up these numbers that they show them they can put up.
0: Yeah. Don so, Jackson's not even in the lineup. He's a good back.
2: Yeah. He was, you know he, what I mean? Like he, I, I, he don't, was, don't, I don't, yeah. I
0: don't, I don't dislike any of these guys. I, I don't, but I mean, we keep talking about one position where we are just completely lacking. And there are positions where we're not, Lacking, you talk about receiver. You have so many guys that could be interchangeable in this lineup. I don't know who the starting five is. Who's your starting five? Darius Sorako.
2: Darius Siracco? He's the only.
0: Have only we seen our
2: starting five?
0: five receivers? You know what I mean. Like, like, have they been healthy? I figured no. the beer posy. The beer posy checks in somewhere. So, who from the starting five from the last six games sits out? And then there's already receivers that are on the bench and not getting touches. Like it's not like they're not deep at receiver. It's not like they're not deep at running back. They're not. It's not like they're not deep at skill positions. And it isn't like other teams in the league aren't hurting at these positions. So the fact that they're lacking every single week on the O line, and let's be honest, it's been talked about. It's Mike Filer. They have no plan for his replacement. They had no plan for his. They
2: were. They. I think that his retirement came as a Mm -hmm. shock.
1: And a shock. Yeah. Cause they like
2: I like no I like no word of a lie like I was very shocked when Mike Fyler retired because he just signed a new contract a few months prior like I was yeah. very like I was very shocked when he retired
0: and there's a lot of the the business side of the CFL to that and a lot of players retired after the sideshow that was the last year and a half in the CFL and that's fair but you have to have a, a backup plan for guys you know what I mean the Packers just went through a uh, Off season from hell because they drafted a backup plan without talking Mm -hmm. to their quarterback first. But you need a backup plan. You got to say to this guy, "Hey, you know what I mean? You're getting up there in age, and you're one of the best linemen in the CFL. What's our backup plan for you? Because what we've done is we've taken a right guard who is a good right guard, and we've stuck him in the position of Mike Filer to fill that hole. And not only has that hurt us at Mike Filer's position because he isn't as good as a center." as he is a right guard, we have someone now filling in, in the right guard position that can't, that can't. Yeah.
2: Ryan Yarbrough, like he, he, he,
0: like, (sighs) he got shoved over every play. He got put on his ass pretty much every other play. And I mean, you don't want to be, you can, you know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to talk down on him, but that you can watch the film. It's there. He got dominated. And when you have a center that can play that position, and you had an all-league center and you didn't replace him, this is on you. This is on you. Whoever runs the defense and is in charge of or sorry, whoever runs the offense and is in charge of getting offensive personnel, Tommy Condell, it's on you. You gotta have a plan. So fix it.
1: Uh, What's the trade deadline?
2: I have no clue. I don't even know I don't even know like yeah. I don't even know if that's been announced yet. I'm not too sure.
0: CFL trade deadline. Let's look it up on the fly, boys. It's, it's gonna it's usually November and it was in October. Now it's December, it will be in November. The deadline. Our
2: last game by the looks of it, is the November twentieth.
0: The moral of the story is there's time. Yeah. So and there's a there- reason.
2: So probably like the middle of October, end of October.
0: Yeah. The moral of the story is there's time, there's resources, and there's the ability to get it done. And it's very blatantly, obviously staring you in the face what is wrong. You don't have a center right now that is a natural center. And you don't have a right guard who can dominate because your right guard who can dominate is playing center and not doing well at it. You have problems on your own line. You need to fix them. Tommy Condell. Please. Please. But enough about the O-line every week. We're gonna talk about something else that we desperately need, and something the CFL desperately needs. In a disgusting display. A disgusting display this past week. Kickers in the CFL went eight for 16. That is horrible. That is Fuck kickers, bro. Fuck kickers. Vikings fan, and if you watch the Vikings versus Cardinals but, game, you but, will understand why he said that.
2: I would like to point out, there was only one kicker I believe, or two kickers by the looks of it but, like, this week we weren't at the butt end of the fucking kicking issue. Taylor Bertolet five field goals attempted five good, his longest was at 49, like like, please like, I'm okay with Damagala punting he's got a boot when he's punting, for sure
0: you know what? Well, I'm okay with I'm okay with Damagala punting too. I'm fine with it. I'm he like that, that it Today's be injury
2: good. report came out. Is Joel Whitford still had a limited practice? So that means Damagala probably be, be our third down punter, which is fine because he's got a boot on him. But as long as we can keep Taylor Burdell a kicker, kicker, we we have a reliable kicker.
0: Well, I mean, we have a reliable kicker for one game, but I'm not ready to say that we have a reliable kicker yet because I've been burned too many times by kickers. And, I mean, we want to talk about, you know, the episode we missed. It was a 17-16 loss to the Argonauts team that we absolutely dominated the week before. And in all reality, even though you can talk about the offense and how they didn't play up to par and how Dane Evans got hurt and all of that, but in all reality, we should have been talking about a game that went to overtime. We should have been talking about a game that either went down to the wire with the Argos soaring a, a last-minute field goal after we tied it. Instead, we missed an extra point the second time in as many weeks as this man has missed an extra point, which is just unacceptable, to tie the game. And that, that, that ends up being the deciding factor. So not only do we need a kicker, but as I said, see, kickers around the CFL, 8 for 16. And you just mentioned one of them went 5 for 5, which leaves the rest of them in a horrible percentage.
2: Uh, Rene, par- parodies, Parades, the kicker for... Uh, Calgary, he went one for one, so the problems were not at this game. That's for damn sure.
0: And, and and we can, and that's great. And I'm glad I. hope... Yo, one thing we
2: about forgot to talk. What we're talking season. on the issue, like we're talking about kickers. I guess we can kind of talk about uh, the whole kick return issue in the Hamilton Calgary game. Hamilton, they botched one. Calgary botched two or three. Both of them in fumbles with Hamilton recovering. Like, what the fuck they is going on?
0: I, what like, like, and not like you, that, like you, like use your ball, head, it, it but not bad. literally. Like,
2: like, damn, like that was just crazy
1: to me. Just hold your breath moments there. Like, what the? is f- going on? It was just like it was. Embar- I was like,
2: I had secondhand embarrassment. Like, you guys, are professional athletes, fumbling two, three kickoff punt returns. Like, get it together. Sorry, Richie. Picks like it was nice to see you back in the hammer, but like, use your head, buddy. Like, get it together.
0: I still think that there there definitely needs to be some work done to, um, to some kickers in 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 this league and some rosters in this league to to bring some adequate kickers in, so that we have games that aren't decided and <clears throat> on miss kicks and games that aren't altered by multiple miss kicks because it just. Looks Bush League, but, enough about, <laughs> but <laughs> enough about the game. Absolutely, but enough about the the kickers. We do have another matchup coming up, of course, and we, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, take on the Ottawa Red Blacks in a game that the Tiger Cats are favored by ten and a half points, and they absolutely need to win. You cannot drop this game. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the contest against Ottawa?
2: You, you. Said it perfectly. This it's is a game we cannot. That. This is a game we cannot lose. This is a team that is struggling. Um, like, like they are. I don't think there's anything about that team that stands out. Like, it's just a team that is struggling. And if we're a team, I guess we've struggled too, but we're a good team.
1: Like, regardless, we are a good team. We just ride the momentum from the Cowboys. Yeah. And like, yeah. Keep like, I hope, their- I hope, I hope,
2: I hope Davy Dubs just walks into TD Place with just. Like a fucking pep in his step with a bunch of swagger, and just like balls out like hey, in that step. thing, yeah. Like there's no like there's. <sighs> if if we lose this game, like it'll 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 look horrible.
0: It, it's it will just look
2: because we don't want to have that Cinderella boxer fight for trying to stay above five hundred. Because we lose, where we're what. Three and trying four? to
1: fight, yeah, and trying to fight for a crossover spot. Yeah, like no, thank you.
0: It's just not a good situation. We can't do it, and I, I like Ottawa is just not a good team. The fact of the matter is, I mean, we could talk about this from any way. We could say the O line needs to perform. We could say David Watford needs to do his job again. But the fact of the matter is, like top to bottom, Ottawa is not a good enough team to be this tiger Cats roster. And if you want to talk about winning a great Cup, you don't lose to teams like this. Period. So it's got to be a victory and i think that we all kind of unanimously agree that it must be a yeah. victory.
2: Yeah. Like there's no like there's i have no doubts that we in this game like it's it's a win like
1: guarantee it.
0: Like absolutely. Um we have to hand out some game balls though for the victory over Calgary. Uh, so who gets your offensive game ball, your defensive game ball, and your special teams game ball? We'll start with you, Josh. Um, I also have our
2: pal Jakes, so I will ring his off first. For offense, he gives the ball to Dave Watford. Defensively, goes to Simone Lawrence, and his special teams goes to Taylor Bertolette, which I feel like he said it all on the head there. I wish he was here to like explain his picks more. But uh, I'll move on to mine. I will give my offensive game ball to Pappy White. You know, rushing the ball, catching the ball. He was an animal. He was a true force. I'm giving my defensive game ball to the entire defense because top to bottom, they were fucking phenomenal. Like they're and then uh, special teams. I'll give it to Damagala. 'Cause he was doing he was really good job at punting. And uh yeah.
0: Absolutely. And Price or yourself.
1: Uh for me, I'm gonna give my offensive game ball to he almost stole my picks. I gotta go Malik Irons, because almost every time, like we said, he touched the ball out of the backfield, you almost had that like little gasp moment of oh, he might break this one. Just kept the kept the defense pretty honest throughout the game. Uh, for defense, I'm gonna have to go with the homie, Jagaire Davis, five okay. ta- or five tackles and a and a sack, and just constant pressure throughout the game on Leva. Love to see it. And then, not too many too many choices to pick for uh, special teams. Yeah. For special teams. Was, wasn't, wasn't great he, on special teams. Wasn't great. Like, well, Frankie. To, in fairness to Frankie, like he he only gets like one or two kickoff returns a game. And on punts. What do you get like an average of like four.
2: Yeah, he got he yeah. got he got eight in the average three
1: point four yards per. So didn't really us that. So I'm gonna have to stick and stick out with Jake. Go with the the kicker Taylor. one five for five.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's that makes sense, especially, honestly. Especially a- after our little ramble and debacle over last week. Yeah, I don't think that that's ever going to get released. But uh, if we released last week's episode, it would have been titled, Do Your Job. And we were talking yeah. directly to Michael Domagala. Having said that, Michael Domagala did his job in terms of punting the ball. He does have a good leg on him in terms of being a punter. Um, and he bounced back in a big way, that way at least. This week, um, I don't know if I ever want to see him kicking field goals for us again, and I apologize mm-hmm. for that. But after seeing you miss back to back PATs and back to back games and one to tie it, uh, sorry, uh, Michael, you have lost my trust. Uh, however, I'm fine with you punting the ball on offense. I'm gonna <laughs> give the I'm gonna give the uh, game ball to David Watford for getting his his job done. They're really like we kind of said they got it done by committee. It wasn't really anyone specific in the offense, also I think David Watford kind of commanding the team after um, not really spending too much time getting reps in the first team offense is huge Um, obviously he gets the start again and we're going to tune that up a little bit later Um, but he gets my game ball on offense, on defense, we'll give it to Simi HOV, best linebacker in the league, is Josh said. My jaw dropped when he, when he said that because I know how much this guy hates him. But if <laughs> you understand, if you want he's,
2: he's you, made me eat my words. I if do. you, if you I,
0: understand a quarter of the history between Josh Bain and Simone Lawrence, you understand the absolute <laughs> tear that Simone Lawrence is on right now because only that would a lot would make Josh say this. Um, he's not wrong. <laughs> Sim is playing unbelievably. He gets my uh, game ball on defense. And then on special teams, a kicker who did his job, Taylor Bertlett, you beautiful man. You didn't miss a field goal. You had a long of 49, and you put hope in my heart that we can actually find a kicker once again. Do not make me eat these words. You get my game ball this week. Thank you. So those are my game balls. Now, just I wanted to talk about something. Um, We did get this on the podcast last week, and I wanted to get it on again because I think this week was a really good example of it. There was a time where I argued feverishly that the NFL had the best players in the world, but the CFL had the best game in the world. The three-down game, in my opinion, has always been more exciting. But... It's looking like that's starting to change. The four-down game in the NFL is getting more RPO, more passing, and, frankly, higher-scoring ballgames. If you watch the Minnesota-Arizona game, the last two minutes of that first half looked like a CFL game. Right, Curry, it, it, it did, man. Minnesota
1: drives yeah, down we the field. Fi- they hit a 52-yarder with, like, 13 seconds left. And then Kyler Murray's like, okay, scene. I got Matt Prater, 62-yarder. bang yeah, this,
0: this was after Kyler Murray. A 77-yard touchdown, yeah, bro. Exactly. There was a 77-yard touchdown in play action, like, what, three plays earlier, right, to answer to a Kirk Cousins touchdown pass? Yeah, The last what? five minutes of that second mm. half were – 20 <laughs> points put up in, like, four minutes the last oh, the last 5 minutes of that first half yeah. was bonkers and it wasn't the only game like that if you watch the chiefs and the baltimore game bro, i oh, watched what?
2: those games back to back and i had the best time of my life watching football those yeah, were two bro, of the, so those were two got of got the o'clock. those were two of like even though i'm a Vikings fan myself too but like even though i have like a soft spot for the cards cuz of strevy like it was like as a football fan that is uh, an exciting football game The Chiefs, Ravens game, exciting football game,
1: insane, dude.
2: Like it was just, it was just so much fun to watch as a football fan. Like fandom, like, like favorite teams aside, like that was just a very exciting.
1: Like, like, yeah, you find yourself almost like cheering for the game as if it's your own
0: fucking game. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I had no skin. I mean, honestly, I had I had some skin in the game because I bet on the game, but I. I don't like either of those teams. And by the end of it, I didn't even care if I beat the spread. I was just sitting there like, man, I want to see who wins this football game. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and, I mean, it sucks that it ended the way it ended, the Minnesota-Arizona game, because it ended on a missed kick from, <laughs> from an area. It really shouldn't have been missed. And you have some Vikings fans here that have gone through that before and are probably having brain aneurysms. Um, I'm used to it at this point. It still hurts, but I'm, I'm used to clear. it. You know what? It was weird. It was one of those kicks again. The same thing I said with Damagal. I just kind of felt bad about it. It didn't matter how close it was. It didn't matter that, like, it was... Like, he
2: he he missed by, like, a toenail.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. He
2: just skimmed the right... Like, I feel bad for him. Like, he has looked well. Like, I'm
1: not, I'm not going to give Bro, up. Probably hit from 53, 52, 52. Yeah. Like... Yeah.
0: Like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm I'm going to give up I on
1: him. He said when he hit, hit the 52-yarder right before the end of the half, I was like, yo, for the first time in my life, the Vikings might actually have a competent kicker. And I'm like, I, at the end of the game, I'm like, why did I even – why did I open my mouth? Like, I'm not going to give up on him, but why did I open my mouth? And yeah, that's like inst- instant karma.
0: But on point, though, like, that is – that was a great football game. The The Chiefs-Ravens game was a great football game. Oh, 100%. Um, the the Panthers put up twenty six points on a Saints team who dominated the Packers last week. So you see that there's parity in the league. You got a thirty two team league. You got teams like there are more than eight or nine or ten or eleven or twelve good teams in the NFL. You know what I mean? Like there there's a f- a handful of bad teams, and then there are some real good football teams that can win on any any given Sunday. That adage has never been more true with the talent we see around the league, and the the adage that has never been. More false is three yards in a cloud of dust football. Gone are those days. We don't see that anymore. Gone are the days of running down an entire half just for the sake of doing it because you're up seven points. These guys want to score every time they touch the ball. It's more exciting. And it's working. They're scoring way more. You look at the, the scores across the NFL and you look at the scores across the CFL. It's just... You know, I, I'm not saying that every that play needs to be a touchdown. From what it was five years ago. I'm not, I'm not saying every play needs to be a touchdown. And I'm not saying that defense isn't important or that. But it used to be that CFL game, like defense was important because you needed that stop. Because teams were driving up and down the field and scoring touchdowns and scoring field goals. And when you got that key stop or that key pick to to make it a, a 35 you know 38 35 game that was the exciting moment it was always offensive football that's always how our league's been marketed yeah. now you reverse the script because you have Americans coming in on the defensive side of the ball can, most of the Canadians make up your offensive line on your on your in your offensive spots you have a, maybe a couple Canadians in skill players but the discrepancy is huge and you can tell the difference with every single starting quarterback in the CFL hurt Old lines are getting beat up. And there's a reason for it.
1: Yeah, and to like add to your point about like looking over the the scores, like this week alone in the NFL, there were three games decided by one
0: point and four games decided by a field goal. And I guarantee in all of those, more than thirty or forty points were scored. Yeah.
1: So the winning scores were thirty six, thirty three, thirty four. And 30. And in the, the CFL,
0: you got one, one, you have 23 17, 18, which is not terrible. Actually, this week wasn't terrible. If you look at the CFL, there were some, there were some okay games. Last week was you had 17 16, 33 9, 32 16,
1: and 45, 45
0: 13. So either a blowout or the lowest scoring game. And like you're not going to attract fans that way. So every time you play Ottawa, you're gonna watch a blowout. Great. Every time you see Edmonton, you're gonna watch a blowout. Great. Winnipeg's dominant anytime they play anybody. Wonderful. Where is the appeal? There's some appeal in the East between the Hamilton between Hamilton, Toronto, and and Montreal. But if we're being realistic, I'm looking at the West. I can tell you who the Final Four is going to be right now. I can tell you who's going to win. the I West. tell. Right. I can
2: tell you what the Grey Cup is going to be. It's going to be a twenty. 20- like that is. There's nobody in the West that can be
0: Winnipeg,
2: unless it's like a one-off, like everybody's on be, fucking X Games mode and they just knock off the Bombers late, and then it's going to be Hamilton because Hamilton's beaten Montreal, Hamilton's beaten Toronto.
0: There, right? there's the, Everyone else is too inconsistent, and Toronto will not come in. The, the only way Toronto gets into a great cup is if they, they get a home game in the East Final. They're not going to come into Hamilton and win. That's not the no hill I'm change. dying on. They will not come into Hamilton and win, and Montreal is not going to beat them in the playoffs either. So even if Hamilton has to has to sneak in due to the injury bug in the third seed, I'm confident that they come out of the East. Winnipeg is coming out of the West unless they no, get no doubt unless unless, get,
2: unless Caleros gets hurt, which I'm not hoping for at all because I'm loving seeing my boy
0: Ball. He hurt his neck, but he's going to be back quick. Um, but he's like, unless unless he get goes down big or or they have injuries out the wazoo, it, they're going to they're gonna make the Grey Cup. So there's no question. There's no, like, the year that, that Hamilton went on the run and made the, the, the Grey Cup when they weren't really expected to, when Banks took two back against Montreal at home, oh, that was like, crazy. there was parity, there right? There's no parity right now. No. There is to a degree, but it's mostly mediocre football teams, and maybe two good ones. And really, Winnipeg's a cut above. If we're being honest, right now, Winnipeg's a cut above.
2: Winnipeg so, is the best team in the, the CFL.
1: team,
0: the lacrosse.
2: Yeah, yeah, like they so, have the be- they have the best pass rusher the league's ever seen in Willie Jefferson. So you're always knowing that you're gonna have somebody dominating on the D line for you. You have Zach Caleros, who's been one of the most consistent CFL quarterbacks since joining Hamilton and then you have a uh, ridiculous receiving core like they they they
0: And then they're... you have and
2: then you have fucking steroid Harris and then the that cheeky little backup they got too like yeah. they oh, are God, they are they are built they are a championship squad that is built to win championships and like like as long even though I say it's great cup or bust I would not be surprised if eggs lift the trophy at the end of the season
0: yeah and you know what man like you talk about I know there's 32 teams in the NFL Who's going to be in the NFC Championship? Can you pick four? Can you pick four teams? Minnesota, like... <laughs> you can pick can you eight? Can you pick, four teams you pick like, seven four? or eight? Correct. You could maybe pick seven or eight to be in that NFC Championship game, and you could make good arguments for all of them. That's party. You don't know who's going to be in that semifinal. I the guarantee AFC, you. Like, I, I could guarantee probably four you. Four for the AFC, maybe five or six. I guarantee you the East final is going to be one of Hamilton or Toronto. Likely, likely, it's either going to be Hamilton a- against Toronto, or Hamilton one of the against, against, against the Olympics. I mean, obviously, that's obvious to say, but I mean, there's no, there's no, unless Duck Hodges just comes in
2: and lights a fire in Ottawa, which I'm not banking on. There's no, no. way Ottawa
0: is no. There's no Ottawa's not even interesting as a football team. They're not gonna. They're not gonna make any noise. And that's what I mean. Like it's just for right now, as much as I love the three down game, I'm worried. You mix this with a dying business model and players who are retiring left, right, and center and just don't want to deal with the the rigmarole that is dealing with Randy Ambrose and the CFL business model and the CFL. I am worried. Yeah, to say the least. We will, however, um move on from that. It's gonna be an interesting story to watch. Uh, and develop as we go, but for now we're going to stick with that three, dan- three down game that we love, and we're going to hope that it's just a lull. And uh, as some of the some of the players that aren't as used to being household names in the CFL kind of get used to their roles, we might see some some higher flying offenses and some some better games. It might just be a down year, so that is possible. Yeah. We are going to break from uh, football talks for a second here, just to. Give a little bit of promotion to one of the friends of the show here and one of Hamilton's brightest up-and-coming young recording artists. He has a song, songs with over three million views called Wansom. He has open for Comethazine, Lil' Mosey, Swagger Wright, Roderick Porter. He has 85,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. The I'm Not Afraid of Heights EP dropped at the end of July and is quickly gathering views. He has a new single called Trouble that just dropped last Friday. He is one of, as I said, the brightest young recording artists in Hamilton. And, of course, I am talking about Jay Portal, friend of the show. Please get out and listen to that single. Listen to the EP. Support some local music because this guy is the real deal. And heard. you heard that here first. Probably yeah, not sir. first. We've got 85,000 monthly listeners, as I've already said. Shout and my boy, Jay from that... From that local content, we're going to transition into something else with a lovely local touch. I'm excited for this. I'm going to let Josh take this away.
2: I don't know if who's off the game, but near the end of the game, you know, there's a a bright Hamiltonian to jump onto the field, run around, you know, bring a little light to the game. And uh, surprisingly, he is a friend of the show. We have uh, Riley Oaks here. Riley, welcome to the podcast.
3: What's going on, fellas?
1: Man the so, myth, the legend.
3: <laughs> I've been hearing that a lot these past couple of days, man. S- really what good. was it? Simi White Shoes Johnson? Simi White Shoes Johnson, yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh I just gotta know, man, like what what
1: made you do that? Like what yeah, you know, mine leading up to that point, man.
3: Uh, you know what, I'll be hundred percent honest, man. It, it was is what made me do it, is about twenty-two twisted tees. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, answer, shout, out to, uh,
2: shout out to hang with tiger cat sponsor twisted Tea, feeling like yeah shout moment.
3: out to those shout out to those 1075 tall boys that's that's wicked on the bank account <laughs> um, no, no you know what there there was there wasn't that much going through my mind man and, and a lot of people are like what are you what were you thinking and I fucking wasn't. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you know what though, man?
0: Like I, I have to say, like for someone who wasn't thinking, like that, that has to be one of the best on field, like, like I guess for lack of a better term, streaker moments that we've seen. I mean, you usually you got the guy that kind of runs around, tries to juke security, and absolutely just gets tuned up. No, like you 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 fell off the barrier, you recover. I didn't see if I didn't see it from the video if you actually fell. But it looked like yeah yeah so what
3: happened out. there? I'll explain yeah, what just give, happened. Just give us just yeah, give, it, give us the it, whole rundown. Give us it,
2: like it. the mentals leading up to the moment and then you actually doing it. <laughs> okay, Cuz like go I got it. I got a text just before halftime. He was like last 6 minutes I'm I'm doing it. He's like I'm running on the field. I was like all right, let's do this.
3: Um so. actually Josh was completely against it. He's like hey man, not fucking worth it. I said fuck you, I'm doing it. <laughs> and, then, the and, then was, and then I was like all right yeah right, so <laughs> i was I was in my seat and it was kind of it started, it started off as a joke. I said I was going to do it. it started off as a joke, and then the quicker the twisted went down the, the better the thought got.
1: braver you got yeah yeah,
3: yeah. so I, <laughs> I was looking over at about at the end of their section and I seen there was a table okay at the end of the stairs it's, I'd say it was what would you guys say like an eight foot drop
1: Yeah, seven How about eight, that eight, at least. yeah yeah
3: so. I seen a table right under, like at the bottom of the stairs and, and then where the ledges, I seen a table. I'm like, I'm just going to jump on that table and, you know, be on my merry way. So I jump over and I, <laughs> I got stuck in the table. My leg went right through the table. I got stuck just, in. it. The- no. So I'm sitting there. I got, I got like eight Calgary stampede staring at me. You know, I'm 10, 15 <laughs> feet away from these guys. And like, cause I'm, and, I'm right on their bench. Right.
0: And they're yeah, staring and at I- me. Yeah, security doesn't do a very good job. No, not at freaking.
3: all. And you know what? I I want to. I do want to touch base on that. Um, the guy that originally chased me. I'm gonna be honest, dude. How easy it was for me to get on that field was dangerous, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Like that yeah. was dangerous, man. Like it was so easy for me. And I was stuck on that table for a good like, like two and a half four or five
0: seconds.
1: You
3: no, know, no, that, dude. I was, was on that table that for a while. That you'd
0: have been on the, You'd still be running right now oh yeah for it, sure that guy chasing you oh i'd be doing laps right now yeah <laughs> bro when you when
1: you got down did the whole cuffs and then got up and like give him the point like bitch you thought that's my favorite part yeah okay
3: team. so yeah, yeah yeah that too so when i, I listen i was drunk boys okay? oh yeah yeah. <laughs> and i have not ran in quite some time i was out of breath i seen him coming at me so i said Fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna lay down here for him make it easy for him and he walks yeah. over to me, and he, and he looks at me, and says, "I'm not going to touch you." So I was like, "Fuck you!" I stood back up, started running again. <laughs> what did you expect me to do?
0: And that's and then, the same
3: that's the same guy that watched me hop over, you know.
0: Yeah. So you go down because you're expecting to get taken down, which is what I thought. And then he yeah, yeah. yeah, he doesn't jump on you, so you get yeah. up, and then and then instead of just doing the generic run around and let's get tackled by eight guys you dance a jig in the middle of the field. Oh, that's <laughs> so cool. I,
3: I call <clears> that, <throat> I call that Riley's drunken jig. <laughs> Riley's an appearance, on an appearance once in a while.
0: In the <laughs> middle of Tim Horton's field. And, and now it, it, with three Stampeders around you, um, and then take me through the the actual final takedown when you, when you were like, all right, I've had enough. I'm probably getting taken down with security.
3: Um, so I, I was once he got closer, I was gonna I tried to run away, but he was a big fella, right? And and he got a hold of me and slammed me down to the ground pretty good, did his job. Uh they dragged me off. I lost my shoe. Crowd was loving it. Uh, I was walking off, telling them, you know, let's go, let's hear it. Cats are gonna win this. Um I got taken off and I, I don't really want to go into the uh
1: The nitty gritty.
3: Yeah, I don't wanna, you know, but it, it was um Overall, I'll just say I, I, did, I did get um, released from custody by the Hamilton police, who I love so much. <laughs> um, and I also, I want to take this moment here. There's a, there's a company in Hamilton. It's called Hamilton Bouncy Castles. Um, they posted on, on their social media pages, say, this guy's awesome find them we want to give them a bouncy castle and i got six hours of free bouncy castle rental from those guys so huge shout out to hamilton bouncy castles as well
2: we will uh we'll link them in the the next spot in the podcast for sure so like i just gotta ask i have one question when you get the bouncy castle (laughs) that
3: that
0: is that's incredible man and so (laughs) uh, (laughs) i saw your profile picture as well i just wanted to touch on that real quick that looks like it was like professionally taken.
3: Yeah. So I got tagged in a lot of pictures on Twitter. Um, one of the sports photographers on the sidelines got the funniest pictures I've ever seen of that moment when I got tackled. Um and there's probably a good 12 to 15 pictures I got tagged in, and I, I just picked the ones where I didn't look, you know, too too terrible. <laughs>
2: Cause there's that one where like your guts hanging out, your tongue yeah, stuck out. Yeah. <laughs> you look, you look like a true, a true
3: Hamilton.
0: Yeah, there's if a couple of dogs that are dirty. If you haven't seen it, do not like, definitely go, go to Riley's profile. I think it's at POS on Twitter. Yeah, it, it is. The, the profile picture is just incredible. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. He's just got one leg going one way, one leg going the other. He's laying down. He's got <laughs> the biggest smile you've ever seen. On his face and security's just coming in for the kill shot and there's three Stampeders <laughs> looking at him like he's crazy and honestly one, that picture is probably worth whatever the one
3: watch. the one Stampeder I believe it was number 49 the one that's standing right beside me I believe it was number 49 I'm not I'm not too sure on what his name was but he he looked at me and he said he said you're a funny Ooh. fucking guy he's like that was dumb but it was funny and he was laughing. so shout out to whoever that was
0: <laughs> good shit that is amazing, but you know what? Uh, to be
3: to be the second person to ever do that at the donut box, and and I got the fucking got the crowd fired up. I uh, ah, uh, I got away. You know, I did get away. Not away away, but I'm not in jail. So um, God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, it was worth it. Worth everything. Yeah, we're,
0: we're, let's be clear. We're not condoning this with this. No, no, no I mean, not at, at all. Just, but like, this is like this
2: is like this is like a story that like. Like you can call the grandkids like that. I just did that because like yeah. it's it's like funny like to like yeah like I was like I was not I was going out like that's my friend that's my friend everybody allowed me is, like laughing and cheering having a good time it just like it made the good night better for the fans pretty much
0: yeah and, and let's be clear like the reason that I felt and I was so excited for this interview is there's there's some nuance to it right like if you have a fan that's going out and is you know ripping clothes off and and causing a scene and really disrupting players and being a a fool or trying to especially in the middle of a pandemic trying to touch players or or that kind of thing where you're talking about player safety then obviously like this is not something that we're going to be laughing about yeah i tried i tried
3: my best to keep it
0: uh pg yeah, yeah, then, and you know, and I thought you did well. Like I said, the jig was so was was awesome. I but went I out just, there for the it laughs, would have been funny know, have for
3: scary. the laughs, not to piss off players or coaches or fans. Exactly. I went out there to make the fans happy, and
0: I just know, wish we, you would get in wall.
3: lockdown for how long, right? We there's a lot of shit that everybody's going through, and there's not much to laugh at. So I was I was really glad that I was able to hear a lot of a lot of cheering and laughs in the crowd. So
0: I, I brought a lot of people joy. So that makes me absolutely. Sick. Oh, if you've seen, I don't know if, again, another video that kind of serves of it, my buddy Weston, shout out Weston, your laugh is just amazing. and yeah. And he yeah. makes, makes the video. He was howling in the crowd, and uh, no, it was just an all-around great moment. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, on the Ticats' next matchup here as we, we take on the Red Blacks? Um, <laughs> I, you know what? Let me start this off. I will say
3: I'm very upset. I can't make it... Uh they play a TD field, right? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. very upset. I can't make it out there to run across their field, but uh, I think, I think the cats are going to take that one.
0: Yeah. We talked on it earlier. I think the cats really have to take that one. Ottawa isn't it? a, they haven't been a good football team all year. Um, Josh, I'm going to leave this with you. And, and if there's anything else you'd like to ask Riley, but before I do, I just like to say Riley, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a really interesting interview, a unique one. And uh, I think it's been a great one.
3: Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me, man. It's awesome. Oh, it was yeah, awesome like, to fucking like, <laughs> talk with it. It's just it's funny how that works out, man. You guys got this podcast about the Thai cats, and I was on, you know, I was in the donut box running around. So it's it's cool <laughs> to do this. It was fun.
2: Yeah, like I remember, like right after it happened, I was like, okay. I texted him like, yeah, you're on the next episode. He's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, i was like, this is content that like nobody else will be able to get besides us.
3: So like, yeah, why yeah. why not
2: just why not use it, right? But I also uh, I
3: also want to. I'm not sure how many tie cats or what Ticats listen to this podcast, but if Simone Lawrence does hear this, I love you, man, and and thank you for posting me in your Instagram story and and keep doing you, man. <laughs> You're a good guy. <laughs> keep ca- keep catching those balls on defense. I love it.
2: I love it, Riley Oaks, ladies and gentlemen. Riley, while we still got you here. Uh, you also you touched on the uh, the tie cats. What do you think about the uh, the other two games, Montreal, Toronto, and Saskatchewan, BC? What do you see going on there,
3: Josh? Buddy, you know I don't know fuck all about football. I told you to look into it, dude. You told me dude. to look at the games. You literally said look yeah. who's playing.
2: Yeah, and then say so you can give your predictions. And then now you're just like, uh, I don't know football. Like this guy, he licks windows. I swear to God. Uh, eat crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. Since so he's got nothing to say, Kai cats by a million. I uh, I'll by a million Uh and I'll take I'll take the Riders by a million as well just going to stay the million dollar man this week I guess Um I also have Jake's because he sent me his game balls and his predictions Uh Beautiful. Mr. Wright took uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats the Montreal Alouettes and the BC Lions which is uh, quite a shock to me I would say Uh Mr. Price what do you have to say about these upcoming games?
1: Uh I said Ticats are going to win 38-17. to I know it's a l- little bit high scoring, but I think we can take advantage of Ottawa's struggles on defense and get some confidence in Watford as well. Um, Montreal-Ottawa, I'm going to take Montreal.
2: Montreal-Toronto. Okay. No. We're playing Ottawa, pal.
1: Yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Montreal-Toronto, I'm taking Montreal. Okay.
0: And then BC, Saskatchewan.
1: Yeah, BC and Saskatchewan. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, BC at home. A we'll
0: little upset, upset city. Damn, I like it. I like it. Not going to lie. And I am across the board with Josh. I have uh, Hamilton, Montreal, and Saskatchewan. Dubby.
2: All right. Well, I think I think we got a good story. wanted to give another thanks to our friend Riley for joining us today. Big shout-out to Jay Portal, friend of the show. Big shout-out to Hamilton Bouncy Castles. Make sure you check them out on Instagram to get uh, for all your Bouncy Castle needs. And uh, thank you all for listening. And don't forget to eat them raw. You know
1: you could be the one that beats me at my own little fucked up game. Something special I don't know what it is But you got it You got me thinking